0: <laughs> Let's talk about it. Today, we have LT Bourne. LT Bourne is a speaker, radio talk show host, and author whose professional career began back in 2019 after his first book, It's Not a Man's World. In his first book, LT reveals what it's like for a male growing up in a fatherless household in the 21st century. He is a holder of two degrees, an associate of arts degree in business management from National American University and a bachelor of science degree, majoring in psychology from the University of Buckingham. Currently he is employed by the Turks and Caicos government as a probation and parole officer. And his goal is to empower this new generation of fatherless men to beat the odds and open new doors of endless possibilities. Lt born.
1: Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, Mohan. I'm excited to be here, and I want to thank you for properly saying Turks and Caicos Islands. You don't know how many people get that messed up, so thank you. And it's a pleasure to be on the show.
0: And guys, he's in Turks and Caicos right now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. So I want to like jump right in. Um. I have a few questions. Sure. When you were growing up, of course, you know, you grew up in a fatherless household. Yeah. Who did you grow up with? Who raised you? Your mom?
1: Okay. So, um, I'll I'll start off by saying, um, I'm an author of a book, um, called It's Not a Man's World. And, um... The reason why I, I entitled the book, It's Not a Man's World, because I, I grew up in, a, in the world of women. Um, I, I was in one of those extended families where it was my grandmother, my auntie, and my mother raising me at the same time. So I was entrenched in in this woman's <laughs> world and, and their experiences so um, yeah my world was very very feminine uh, growing up as, as a young man and those three individuals had a, a great influence on my life as a child
0: when at what age and I can imagine because the same here with my boys it's my mom me and my sister my sister and I um, uh-huh. so when did you find it most challenging? Challenging, you know. You're you're growing into a team, you're yeah. developing those those yeah. important questions. Like, yeah. Tell me about that.
1: Um, I would probably say the 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 most difficult transition came probably when I was in the ninth grade. Um, you know, I I I just was angry a lot. And I, I guess you can call that hormonal changes. And
0: mm.
1: yeah, I was just uh, being distant and, and being rebellious and, and trying to understand these emotions um, that I was experiencing. And so um, I acted out a lot. I, uh, I regressed in my grades and um, yeah, just regular teenage stuff. And and, and, it, it, and it it was my uncle who uh, straightened me out a bit and pulled me to the side, along with a gentleman uh, by the name of Pastor Fulfit. Um, he mm-hmm. also pulled me to the side and told me I was hacking a fool. And, and that allowed me to straighten up on my path again. But um, the, the age that was most difficult for me was, was probably that age because I had so much emotions inside of me at that time uh my mother wasn't living with me anymore she married and she relocated to another island and my mm-hmm. auntie she got she got a job and, and moved to another island and it was only me and my grandmother in the household now and mm-hmm. to, to cop to couple that with the experience of you know uh, uh uh seeing my father leave at a very young age roughly around the age of, of three and four you know, mm-hmm. I, I I guess, you know, I you can also uh, attribute that to abandonment issues as well that I was okay. experiencing at that time, you know, or taking in all of that, seeing everybody that I love just leave, you know, that that really uh, uh, impacted me. Um, so I, I would say that was the most difficult period in my life um, as a teenager.
0: Did your dad stay in touch with you? Were you able to go visit him?
1: Um, no, my daddy, uh, he was a uh, uh, Casanova, uh, if, if you know what that means, or a, a player, it, it, to put it in street terms. So it, it was all a game for him, and um, he, he, uh, he had about nine children. I don't want to mention um, the baby mamas and all that, but he had about nine children, and um, yeah, we never maintained no sort of relationship after he left. Um, Last year would have been the first time I've ever made contact with him. And that's me initiating the contact. But he never took the initiative to reach out to me. And um, I realized after writing my book, if I'm going to have my father, it's going to have to be me um, always taking initiative because he doesn't really see the importance of that. I don't know. I haven't really had the conversation with him to understand why his psyche developed the way it did. But mm-hmm. he, he he's um, he, he doesn't have the right perspective on fatherhood as yet. But I hope you know, through just constantly engaging him and asking these tough questions, you know, uh, one day we'll get there. you know, we can't we can't go back and, and change the past. You know, I can really uh, be angry at my father for being the father that he was, but he went through something and his environment nurtured that mindset. and um, I, I have to now, um learn from that so that I can become a better man. And I can't become a better man holding on to that anger. So all I can do is approach your situation, approach the situation with an open mind and a loving heart and, and and try to learn from his experiences and also try to include him and try to show him what it's really like to be a, a father. Um, and so one day I, I do hope I can have a family and then really demonstrate to him you know what you should have been doing and you know until then you know i'll just work on our relationship and that trust and and that camaraderie that we have we should have had years ago and i'll continue to do that until you know we you know get to some level it might not be the hollywood or society's expectations of what a father-son relationship should be but at least it'll be something at the end of the day
0: you know what um i want to tell you i commend you and you are a phenomenal man because you're reaching out to him yeah and and you're and you're you're fighting for that relationship i mean when i say fighting i want you to understand my term i'm not saying Mm -hmm. you're like constantly but it's it's there's a void in you yeah and you know i'll tell you something to where you're not alone same Mm -hmm. situation i have three boys once when it was time for their dad and I to split I looked at them and they were like no get rid of, get rid of him he's not doing right <laughs> they had no connection so yeah. when I yeah. did that he, he didn't even come back anymore to even call and say hey can I take him out Could I? so it's the same thing and I yeah. often look at my boys I'm like does that bother you because my parents met at 16 and just like I said I just buried my father in May so my father's been in my life I don't know what that's like yeah. Plus, I'm a female, yeah. so I ask them often, like, "Does that bother you?" And they're like, "No," and I'm like, "Are you sure?" They're like, "No." So, <laughs> you know, I just me telling you that you're not alone. Can you? I mean, doesn't it sound kind of because their father was a, a Rolling Stone, Playboy? That, that that they probably got twenty brothers and <laughs> sisters. So, oh
1: wow! To yeah, say
0: that sounds you just sound like you were telling my story.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and it's sad because it's a common theme in in, in, in black communities. Um, this 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 black man being hypersexualized to the point where, um, where he, when he does create a family, he can't even stay there because I mean, he's hypersexualized. He's just womanizing and having multiple relationships, and it and it boils down to to the trauma and, and all these things that our community has gone through. And and I and I'll say this to your audience. Every Black family needs a therapist. Um,
0: Do you believe fair.
1: that? 100%. 100% sure. The trauma that we've gone through for centuries, um, we can't pray this out. We can't uh, uh, fast this out. We need trained professionals to, to consult with to work through these traumas because hypersexuality is, is not normal. It's not mm-hmm. normal for men to want multiple women and, and want to have sex with multiple women all the time you know, mm-hmm. so that there, there's something wrong with that deal. And, and, and the only way to, to get to the bottom of that is, is through therapy. So, so you're I, I, saying I,
0: uh, Black families uh, that have that issue?
1: Uh, all Black families, not not only, not even uh, fatherlessness and hypersexuality. I mean, all Black families in period should be uh, going through therapy because slavery was, was a traumatic experience. And um, I mean, you see what's going on in America today still uh, with the remnants of slavery still still lingering with systematic injustices. Um, so it, it, that 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 trauma is still there, you know, and, and you we can't pretend as though um, um, it's not there. And and we see and we see the state of our communities. We see where we act economically. That's not that's not by code. That's not by chance. It's it's the fact that we have so much trauma and the way we're hand, we're not dealing with it the right way, and we're and we are not nurturing trust and and honesty, um, mm. things that things that we need to to build a community and, and strengthen our community. We're not doing it because we're traumatized. In order for us to 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 climb the economic ladder and and. And to to build stronger communities, we must address our traumas, whatever th- whatever they may be. And we can't. And we have to remember that when these slaves were free, uh, three hundred years ago, uh, or four hundred years ago, depending where you were in the world, um, they they didn't they didn't get no sort of psychological intervention. They were just freed. You know, so they have to figure it out on our own. And I'm telling you guys in 2021 today that we don't have to figure it out anymore. There are trained professionals, there are black trained professionals who can actually tell you why you're acting this way and and why you're stuck. And they can do the work with you to get you out of that rut so that you can level up and achieve your greatness.
0: Do you believe that, um, and it's so funny because when you mentioned the slaves, I'll tell you what went through my mind because I said this before, just you know, just talking to my family. I would go, you know what, you know why, it's hard for a lot of Black people to get, get along because of that, <laughs> during that. No, I, I this, this, these are the words that I use. This is my podcast. I'm keeping it real. My <laughs> podcast is conversational, like someone's eavesdropping. So right now, I know the go audience ahead. are like, huh? Yeah, I preach, sister,
1: it, preach, sister. It
0: is because I believe we were trained, and I'm using the word trained because it's a training that took place years ago with the slaves to keep us separate. To keep, yeah. separate us. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's like, I used to say, well, do we carry a gene that it's just made yeah. that way so easy to separate yeah. us?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I know there's a word for it for, you know, psychologists and, and, you know, um professionals know what they may call that. It's just that I explain it. It sounds kind of harsh, but Sometimes, a lot of times, we don't want to look at that reality of things. Yeah, how it's so, so easy true. to separate the black family. How it's so easy to separate the black man from his home. How it's so—I yeah. mean, just like We're, it was time for their dad to move on. Some things are really not meant to be. Now I, we yeah. do have to—that's not a color thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 for sure. It's situational. I—I I agree. Um, but uh, there's a psychologist by the name of uh, Dr. Joyce or Joy Degru, and she uh, termed this phrase "post-traumatic slip syndrome." And, and everything that you talk about, she she captured in, in this syndrome. Um, and she also has uh, ways in which you can um, um, address it. You know, so she's been doing a lot of research about it. Uh, my background um, as she, as you read in the bio, it's also psychology. So I I I, I will go to mental health a lot um, because um, I I believe it all starts with the mind. You know, if, uh, the 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 revolution won't be televised because the revolution begins in the mind. That's what that's what that phrase truly means. That's yeah. why the revo- that's why the revolution can't be on TV because the revolution starts with the mind. So once we adapt that right mindset as a community then the, the world can't stop us. And there's so many things, um, television shows, that's just, just um, 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 continuing to give us that same narrative, um, painting that same picture to us as a community, instead of teaching us how to heal, they teach us how to live in trauma. Even in, in um, um, I listen to rap music, but I, I I listen to it with an open mind, and I'm reckon, I can recognize that these rappers are impeding some of them, and they can't they can't figure out how to cope with it because we haven't really um, um, normalized therapy in our community. And I and I'll tell you this, um, Mohina. The Mohani. the year Mahana, sorry sorry Mahana. it's, it's
0: Mohani.
1: Mohani Mohani, okay. it has a it has an island ring to it. I love it. Mohani, hey. <laughs> Mohani, yes. Um, I'll tell you this: the the the, the century, not the century, the decade or the year that black communities become really open to um, therapy and, and psychological healing. You'll mm-hmm. see a, a, a huge ship, in who a huge shift. And um where we are globally and, and economically. Um but we don't get there unless we deal with our underlying conditions first. You know,
0: um I'm gonna say something else on my podcast. I hope <laughs> I can my I
1: hope. I, hope <laughs> I love
0: I love all people, but I gotta say it. I mean it's burning on my tongue, I gotta say this.
1: Now you gotta speak it now.
0: I gotta speak it. So here's the mm-hmm. thing. So I hear a lot of Black people say, "We want our reparations. We yes. want our." Re-. And let me tell you what I said. Yes, we do deserve that reparation. But guess what? I'm yeah. worried about. Will it separate us more?
1: It it will because because we're <laughs> damaged, you know. That's um,
0: right. I said
1: that. We, I said, I said. Yeah, we're so damaged that okay, we give us this money. We we're, we're gonna spend it uh, for all the wrong reasons to to yeah, deal fix, with fix. our pains and insecurities. <laughs> You know, instead wow. of really being strategic and and and, and spanning it for the love of the community, we're gonna spend it to cope with whatever anxieties, depressions, and all these other things that we have lingering. Now, I'm not saying that other races don't go through this, but I'm saying that it's more predominant amongst us. And it's and it's seen more and it's perpetrated more amongst our race. And, and until we can can get to a place of healing, then That money will, it won't mean nothing at the end of the day.
0: You know. It will be short-lived. I often felt, and I've said this too, you know how they have tried to um, say, don't shop on this particular day. I laughed. I said, if black people really knew, if we really took two days and everybody black did not buy anything, not even a candy, and they stayed in the house. We would shut the world down we would. we would we would stop it all and and that would. that would show how much power that we
1: had yeah we do and, we have yeah, we have a, a, it's, it's hard yeah <laughs> it's it's hard because it's culture isn't it yeah you know and, and it's reinforced in in, in uh music and rap music you know i need a Balenciaga. i need prada you know i need that louis v bag
0: who's your um, yeah,
1: favorite so, rapper sorry to cut you off who's your favorite rapper once you um, said rap i wanted to ask you <laughs> um i'm i a, i'm a huge uh j cole fan um okay. I, I also like lupe fiasco jay-z okay. um, a little bit of kendrick lamar um if it's if it's like really really street really really street i because I, I do have that side of you i'm not gonna <laughs> put okay, on a front okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I listen to uh, Lil Baby, Lil little Baby, and uh, Lil little, um, little Uzi Vert. You know, I like okay. Lil Uzi Vert's energy. Um, but, you know, okay. that's my like street side. No but female rapper <laughs> uh, um, Female rapper. Uh, I
0: know it like, went through your mind. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: um Nikki Nikki is a is a great rapper man I can't yes, even lie like, yeah she's she's a great rapper I remember her back in the the early days of um young money cash money yeah, she, she really is. she really was on game man. I mean I respect Cardi but lyrically man Nikki Nikki is better than Cardi but I'm not gonna get into that with your audience man that's no, another discussion not. <laughs> not. but I
0: understand you as far as um what with Nikki with Nikki talk about is much safer, even if she's yeah. risque, than the others, <laughs>
1: so, yeah. You know, yeah, I master, it
0: is. just keeping it real,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I messed with Nikki.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
0: um, do you? I don't mean to pry, but are you a dad? Do you have any kids yet?
1: No, I haven't. Okay, um, I think it's by the grace of God, um, that okay. I don't have any kids, and I'll say this because you know, um, I, I've had um. I've had very, very good um, girlfriends who were willing. um, It it just didn't happen. And I felt like, you know, everything is in this timing, you know, because if I had had kids, I probably never would have gotten this book that allowed me to explore my trauma um, more deeply. So I feel like God wanted me to deal with this fatherlessness first before he introduced the family to me. So I've I've been blessed to... um, to to have gone through that stage of my life to now knowing that when I have a family, there are certain things that I wanna do. Like I have a vision now for the type of family and the type of father that I wanna be. Really? Yeah,
0: Ooh, what does that look like?
1: Someone that's <laughs> present, understanding, open minded. Obviously I won't be the perfect dad because I didn't have a dad deal, but um, that's that's where the understanding comes comes from and, and having a, a woman that you know, I hopefully uh, she she would have had a father and and they can have a grandfather, you know. So <laughs> they'll, they'll, there's a lot of uh, things that I, I want like that, where, you know, the woman that I fall in love with, she had a good relationship with her dad and, and she can teach them a few things that I'm unable to teach them that would add some sort of balance. You mm-hmm. know, so, you know, um, it's not going to be perfect, but, you know, it's going to be more more of me approaching the 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 process with the goat mindset obviously you know um people are complex beings and i say that to say you know it will be hell and water some days but i'm i'll be with them to the very end i'm not gonna walk out in the fashion that my father walked out and i think at the end of the day that's what's more important to me that no matter what the relationship dynamics is i'm gonna be present in my children's life
0: wow so you you you're not going to put your kids through that pain
1: no, I won't. No, I won't. We'll make it work, whoever it is. We'll, we'll... Wow. I, I yeah. like the fact that you have it all
0: mapped out. Like, you have a plan.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do.
0: Go ahead. Go no,
1: ahead. I was saying, I, I do, you know. And, and But at the end of the day, um, you make a plan and, and God laughs, you know. So he has a plan as well. And, you know, I, I just have to uh, wake up every morning and try to align myself. Um, and and try to take away um, um, less of me and more of him. But those are my intentions. And I hope that, you know, life plays out that way.
0: Well, you said God has, you have a plan and God laughs. I'll tell you this. I believe sometimes God will throw you other things to see if you can recognize what's for you and what's not.
1: Right. I, I totally agree with that. So that's something
0: you know he can you know you can have two or three but re- you can have relationships that you were supposed to say no to because yeah. he wants to teach you on your way to getting the prize getting what ah. you want you will get what you want cool you
1: preach it you I preach am, sister. I, I know,
0: but you will get what you want but it's for you to identify what's not for you and, yeah. and guess what if you keep on meeting the same people they you're gonna keep on meeting the same kind of girl until you know, God yeah. is saying, "All right, I'm gonna send him Elizabeth now. See if he get it. I'm gonna send them very now. He gonna send you. All. And if you keep on grabbing these same women, everybody that come because you want this relationship, you have to just take your time.
1: And, yeah. You know, well, how did yeah. the song
0: go? Baby, you can do it. Take your time. <laughs> do it right. <laughs> <now.">
1: yes. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> I want to ask you, I want to go back to counseling because that was very interesting to me because you know, it's always been the same. Black people don't need counseling. We don't need
1: yeah. counseling.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, if you, okay, so right now, LT Born, you're in charge of the black race. <laughs> Already,
1: right. right. All of Love our, it. what uh-huh.
0: plan would you, do you think you would give to us to follow? What do you think would be conducive for us to succeed as black
1: people? Because um, you mentioned personally.
0: counseling. Like, what's that le- Like, how would you put that into place for our lives?
1: I mean, well, well, um, well for me, it's um, having a counselor present in every community, um, schools, uh, churches. Uh, like, make counseling a norm.
0: Okay, but you know, let me let me jump in one second, just to ahead. share this with you and hold that thought. So, I'll talk to you about in New York.
1: Hello, honey, I I can't hear you. Hello. Hello. Mohani. Hello. Mahani. Ohani.
0: I think the timer went with the conversation. This was really good, so we got to keep on going for a few moments. Oh, I have something that I just remember. Okay, I remember I did try counseling with my first marriage when it was rocky, right? Uh huh, two different counselors. And let me tell you, each time he lied, and the counselor looked at me like I was wrong. So, this is what I'm saying like, how do we comfort black people that this is the way to go?
1: Wow, um, it's that. I'm,
0: I'm I'm sorry because I'm basing it on I'm a New Yorker, you yeah. know what I mean? You're in yeah. Turks and cake So maybe it'll it will work. I don't know. I, listen, I'm for anything that will work. Anything to make our race better because we are phenomenal beings.
1: Are you kidding well, well, me? Well, 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 Mohani, I'll I'll say this. You know, um, okay. we we with progress, you you have to advocate. You have yes. to. Uh, constantly be having these conversations um and the government involved and 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 various popular um, influences involved as well i mean you look at the civil rights movement and how they were able to um Progress. You know, we had people like Dr. Martin Luther King, MLK. They were constantly on radio shows and talk shows. You know, talking about their issues. They were doing yes. protesting. You know, um, all of that is raising public awareness about our our issue our issues as minorities at that time. And again, it's the same when it, when it comes to mental health. You know, you, we gotta talk about it more. Talk about our experience with counselors. Um, talk about talk about um, the limitations, um, and, and that way we'll know okay what works, what doesn't work, what we need to tweak, and 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 we'll be able to develop a model that the the whole community or some communities can can use or even draw from. But we don't get to the model unless we start to have those conversations, and un- unfortunately, we're not having these type of conversations enough. You know we're mm-hmm. just we're just um looking at the surface level that he's a cheeto or she's a cheeto or she's moody <laughs> she's yeah. moody and um she's she, or she's these things or he's that but he, we are not really diving into you know why these individuals became the persons that they are why what made the the, the goldfish a shark at the That's end of right. the day you yeah. know so um we, in order for us to uh, to to get back to goldfish, you must understand how it first became a shark.
0: Mm, I like that. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. used to, it, I'm I'm an author also, and in my books, when I talk about relationships, I, I always uh, I, this is what I'm famous for saying. You know, everybody always wants that feeling that you had in the beginning, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. But in order that, that- to... Be,
0: that honeymoon
1: phase. <laughs> yeah,
0: but but you know, they don't about that, but who, one of the parties were the one to change, which made the change.
1: Yeah. Does
0: that make sense?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Somebody had to, I don't think two people at the same time says honeymoon phase over, we're gonna, something happens, there's a change that goes on at some point in the relationship
1: and it yeah. flips
0: it right over.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: And, and you know, I it's trying to figure out how do how do we stop that. Now, like I said, I believe when it comes to that, that's all relationships. That's not a, a, a color thing. That's not a black but, thing. But
1: anymore. but what if what if our whole idea of of how a relationship was should function was completely wrong. Wrong to begin yes. with. I you know, know, we we need to question society as well. You know, we know that we are not living in a, in a society that's designed for our progress. So what 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 is it? What is it then that our relationship should look like? Um, not watching a Disney movie or TV. You know, I don't I don't yes. wanna model my relationship on what I see on television. And we all know reality TV is not truly reality. So we, we need to be careful, you know, what's influencing us in relationships and who we are modeling our relationships after and really and truly just 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 get to know what we want as people and stop going into relationship with these wild expectations of your lover to be what you saw growing up or et cetera. And try to really and truly learn yourself and understand what type of lover you would need and not necessarily what society told you that, what society told you to love. If that makes sense. It makes sense. You know, so... Go
0: ahead. Even with marriage, this is something, and when I, I've said this to people, I always hear air on the other end. I'm gonna say it again. I gotta say this too. <laughs> um, I felt as though, you know, when you get married, right, and you get a divorce, when it's when it, if you get a divorce, there's a person that's making a decision on you being able to get a
1: divorce. Yeah.
0: And I said, I that's one system I felt need to be critiqued. I was like, listen, maybe every six years a letter should come in the mail for both parties to go get notarized in order to keep their marriage. Yeah. And if this not working out, then you and you notarize the other side that says you want to, you know, not you know they could call it something else, not a divorce. You just want to forget, you know, leave it alone. And these this is what you want to split with the other person or something because. Yeah. There's a um, I believe a lot of relationships for the wrong reasons, and that's, yeah, that's true. You know, if you stay in a relationship, okay, we could use your dad for an instance, or even my kid's father. They stay here, but they're really not happy, and they're doing all of this stuff under the sun. And you're watching this as a child growing up. So what are you going to do? Repeat the same? Listen, yeah. either you're going to repeat the same thing you've watched your dad do, or you won't repeat the same thing but you're watching unhappiness around you so where's your example a a, a marriage supposed to be
1: and and that becomes a repeated cycle as well
0: that's right so that's the thing in relationships I I don't know maybe I can commend your dad for moving on because it wasn't working for him but I don't commend him for leaving you do you see what I'm saying because he's still you can still parent outside that a strong
1: parent presence. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's just something I, I, that. I, I I completely agree and you know, um as men, um man, you know, it's it's uh I I try not to uh, make excuses for their be dads, you know, but <laughs> when you when you just look at the environment they come from, if if it mm-hmm. was truly a healthy environment, then they would they will feel that social pressure to do better. But because our environments are so unhealthy, they don't feel that. So before I look at the dad, I gotta look at the environment. I'm like, man, we we are not being raised in in good environments. And again, it just boils down to that trauma and and addressing that. I will always allude to that and Mm -hmm. because I believe that's where it starts. That's where our progress starts as a, as a community us addressing these traumas and and um, and, and and learning about ourselves you know um, being the change that we want to see and, yeah. and not blaming not blaming the government um, and, and anything like you said earlier we have so much spending power in the community in our community. There's no reason for us to have so many uh, ghettos, so many um, poor neighborhoods with, with so much spending power. I mean, you, you got the pair of LeBron James that, that comes out or the pair of Jordans that come out. We can we can, uh, we can, can buy them, but we can't purchase uh, business licenses um, or support black businesses, you know? So uh, it, our priorities are wrong. Um, we're doing a lot of things for the wrong reason. And, and the reason why we're doing a lot of things for the wrong reason is because we are trying to cover up our pain with external things when really and truly um we can't heal it with external things. We need to do the internal work. And and how we do the internal work is is through therapy.
0: Mm. hmm And a therapist that understands the black mind, the African American yes. mind.
1: Yeah. That's
0: you know, Yes. Um, like I said, I try, I don't want to... Because, you know, therapy is structured. You ask yeah. what happened as a child. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and guess what? We yeah. have to now... I want you to lay back, take three deep breaths, and then tell me, when it happened, where were you? In the bathroom? Oh, they was in the bathroom. Um. So how do you feel about water when it runs? Do you see how it leads to a bunch of stuff? Right. So how do we find... it? it maybe there you know maybe there could be a new type of psych
1: yeah.
0: to be developed for black people the black might listen we yeah. have created the majority of things we use today yeah
1: so yeah, we are phenomenal
0: I, beings it's just that somewhere along the way something it i call it like an imbalance somewhere and it's yeah. like you you know what i have to i have to curse cuz i can't curse on the, you get into fuck it mode quick with
1: right you. Yeah, and so then you true. just go
0: with the flow so yeah. how do we and, and counseling I can see that as long as it's put in a place to help as long as this community yeah. don't go outside and their counselor is not of their color then it's right, right away it's like how are they going to tell me even though like I said counseling is all structured my degree is in behavioral sciences love right? it Right. that's behavior love it you, your degree, like you said, it's in psychology. Yeah. So yeah. how could you, like, if you thought about how could they have a psychologist that focused on the black mind because
1: it is yeah. different? Well, Like I alluded to earlier, there, there is a psychologist, uh, Dr. Joy DeGru. She's doing a lot of research mm-hmm. and maybe the psychologist that we need for our community, they can pull from the studies that she's finding. to To um, form a new type of psychologist, you know, Uh, psychology is constantly evolving too. So what you're saying is not far fetched. You have positive psychology that just came about like a decade ago. That's Mm -hmm. this whole um, positive psychology. That's this whole as you think, you become sort of thing, and the law of attraction. You know, these sort that's positive psychology. That's just that just came around. um, Like the terms positive psychology just came around like a, a decade ago. So we can't create a psychologist or, or feel a field in psychology that's solely just for for Black people and addressing their traumas and, and helping um, them to, to to turn around as a community. Because the thing was was scary about it, um, Mohani, is that you go anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. the black the Black community got the same issues. So I be
0: the You're so right. You're right.
1: So so you know. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a universal mindset, you know, and we, we need to address that. We honestly I do.
0: I don't want to come on political, but you're hundred percent right. And you don't want it to look like segregation either. Just another form of it. Right. What right. I mean is, you know, putting all the blacks together, but black people are really, we're different people and yeah. we, we recognize, I mean, let me, I'll tell you the difference. Child and they you you they get ready to do something, you know exactly what they was getting ready to do, but another race may say, no, 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 they were just getting ready to reach for the lollipop.
1: Yeah. And you're
0: looking saying to yourself, nah, I identify what that was. You know, so what happens when the person who felt they were reaching for a lollipop becomes their counselor? Mm. See that big picture? How right. could they? Ex- how could they structure they, that mind? They, um, they so can't.
1: They can't. Uh,
0: that's right. And and I you believe know. this is what has been happening in the world for so long. That's why a lot of twisted. So to throw that to the side because it's so political. Um, I definitely love everything that you're doing. I have a question because it's something that you. I wanted to add. Okay, so to empower your the new generation, right? A fatherless mm-hmm. men in Turks and Caicos is that also something that is common? I mean, we said it was all over, but.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, actually in the Caribbean in general. Two thirds, uh, two thirds of the homes is is um, single parent households in the Caribbean. Really? Do you
0: think yeah. it's the weather and the beautiful scenery? I'm
1: just. Saying. I mean, hyper hypersexuality is is um <laughs> is promoted in the Caribbean in our music, reggae, <laughs> soca. I mean, so I mean, yeah, it's it's something that. Uh, yeah, you, you you yeah, I mean having multiple women is, is uh it's is, uh, is a it's a thing, yeah. And and um, because these communities are so small, um there's also there's always conflict in these homes because, you know, baby mamas and, and all these other things. And so um single parent household in my neighborhood was was, was actually a, a normal thing. Um a, a lot of my friends um grew up without their fathers and in, in the household. I was fortunate to have a best friend that had a father in his womb and, and I spent a lot of time at his house because he had a video game, the same type of video game. So we would often share video games and I would go by his house. So that's how I ended up spending so much time at his house and, and getting that mentorship and that nurturing that I needed to be the man I am today. But if if that didn't happen, if that didn't happen, I, I, I probably would have gone down a very negative path again me to, to deceive my grandmother and do anything I wanted to do and get away with it you know but for, fortunately for me I, I had a, a, a great uh, a friend I had a good friend a great friend and uh, and his father was able to uh, take me on this thing and, and teach me uh, a lot of things about manhood wow
0: and that you yeah. know what he probably taught you more than your dad could
1: 100% sure i've met my father so i can tell you uh, my father he isn't as wise as you know <laughs> no disrespect to my father you know what i mean no no but, no um, it's, you know
0: what uh, facing it is what it is but that yeah, was your
1: blessing yeah it was so my blessing
0: you now you For are sure. probation and parole officer yep. or, or, do you work with teens or adults
1: i work with everybody actually so i have uh i have teenagers i have older gentlemen i have a yeah so it's it's a mixture wow. um it, yeah i mean this is i mean god has been good you know to actually write this book and then have this job um a, a year later you know it just shows me that he had this purpose for me and that my life was 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 um planned i would say you know destined like this this was all his plan. You know, again, you know, you got to get up every morning and try to align yourself with his purpose. And and, and um, try to not live in fear because fear is of the world. You know, whenever you, you fear something, you know, you just you just do it anyway.
0: Uh, <laughs> See, that fear,
1: yeah, the, the fear isn't really a, a God thing because God didn't give you the spirit of fear. The world did. The world told wow. you what you should fear. You know, the only fear I think that we are born with is the fear of loud sounds and maybe falling down. I think those two, but everything else is learned behavior. And so uh, don't let the fears of this world stop you from chasing your dreams or stepping out of your comfort zone. If you feel that fear, if you hear, if you get that crackle in your voice, um, go after it anyway, because that's your next level right there.
0: I have my last question so we can wind it down. You wrote about, you believe creating open thought would inspire you. Yeah. Talk about open thought for them to, you, I mean, <laughs> I, I, what I think it is might not be what it is. So what, what is open thought?
1: So when I developed a fascination for psychology back in 2013, 14, mm-hmm. um, I, I, uh, I was led, I don't know, I woke up one morning and I just had this desire to create a boys' group. And um, I, at the time, um, I, I pitched it to my friends. I thought they were to say no, but their eyes lit up. Like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> so uh, we, we, uh, we said we were going to form this group. Um, I didn't know what this group was going to be, the name of this group. And again, like it's like all my... My best ideas come in the morning. I got up one morning, <laughs> and open thought was on my mind. And I, I had, I believe it's still on my cloud too. I have this voice, this video of me saying open thought to myself, so I wouldn't forget it. And then uh, a few months later, um, we launched a platform called Open Thought, um, where, where we started doing like videos of us just having conversations that uh, about issues that 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 younger, because I was in my early twenties at that time. So, like, issues that we were going through in our early 20s as, as young men. And we did, like, a, like an eight-episode season of that. And after season one, um, the popularity grew. Um, the government was invested in the show. Give gave all of us scholarships. We got a scholarship to... I, I got a full scholarship to go and study psychology. I mean, oh. it was... Yeah, like, the show was just, like, like re- very revolutionary at the time. And, um... Again, today, um, the, the Open Thought platform still exists. Um, we've done school tours, radio shows. Um, I have a radio show now um, under a different platform, um, but I'm still, on ra- I'm still doing radio shows as we speak. Um, but Open Thought is, is basically us um, as a community not putting ourselves in boxes and believing that anything is possible, no matter who you are, what you've been through. And it's also a platform that allows anybody to come to the table and have a conversation as long as you're genuine about um, uh, progressing our community and taking us to the next level. Um, I've been blessed to have brothers that understand the mission and the mission is to level up our communities and and really and truly live in Black excellence. You know, um, we've been... We've been going through these cycles for too long. And, and and I hope that this platform can really be something huge in the future and globally um, where, you know, once you see open thoughts, you know, OK, I got to get my mind right. You know, oh, I got to.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, I got to get my mind right. Like I'm not doing enough. There's more I can do. There's more possibilities for me is is I need to open up my mind you know so um that that was the idea behind it and and again we are still growing and it's still developing the idea is still i if i if i had to uh use an example or analogy i would say we planted a seed in 2014 and now it's sprouting now stems you know it's not really a tree yet but we are now seeing some 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 signs of it of it um sprouting and and having roots and all these things and i believe one day um open thought will you will see you'll come to turks and Caicos islands and you'll see open thought uh build and it's gonna be running um psychological programs and community programs and tv shows just geared towards wow. the, the progress of our people that's the vision and i i pray that i can uh lift to see it or at least lift to lay the foundations of that before i leave this planet
0: you will you will yeah. do just that no, no. <laughs> no see was that yeah. that laugh was what that you believe me or was that no
1: come on no that i do believe was... it trust me i do <laughs> believe it i it's 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 on my heart every single day, every single day I've been for the past seven years. And, you know, I've had uh, I wanted to give up on the idea, but I have such great friends um, and I want to mention them on this podcast. Um, Nolan Smith, um, Leonardo Glasgow, um, those two individuals, um, they really helped. They really helped me down through my darkest periods. And um, I, I wouldn't be here today if it, if it wasn't for them and, and, and for them still believing in the vision, even when I stopped believing in it. And, and those are the type of people that you have to have around you. People who will stick with you through the thick and thin. And to see that these individuals was black men. Wow. Um, black men doing that, you know, with no money. Because, I mean, we didn't have any money to pay, pay ourselves. Wow. But they stuck with me and, and they still believed in the vision. And to see that we are now progressing at a fast rate, especially this year. You know, I, I've been really blessed. You know, and I'm grateful for them. And, and they, I love them to infinity and beyond.
0: Aww. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you. Thank you, LT Born, for coming no problem. on my show. It's
1: been a pleasure, a- man.
0: And audience, I... This has been a wonderful podcast. It will be in two parts. Well, I'm just going to put it together.
1: It's a long <laughs> podcast. Lo- love
0: it. So listen, guys, thank you for listening to Mohani Love's podcast. Let's talk about it and never forget that I love you.